Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Oh, nice little touch. Oh. Was that Sam Howell? Howling? Was that the end of the season? Howling the werewolves? Saying, not so fast, my friends. Oh, oh man. What a slap in the face that was. Uh, as everybody knows, it was as bad of a day as you're going to see at FedEx Field. And there have been many of those. Trust me. I spent a lot of my night last night going through a lot of them. 37 to 3. We stink! Yes, you did. The question is, is this just the tip of the iceberg? Was this one bad day at the office? Or is this... Just somewhere in between those two options, which is probably what it is. One really bad day at the office, there's no doubt about it, but it doesn't mean that every day is going to be that bad. But let's be honest, two out of the three so far, from an offensive perspective, have been pretty darn bad. Have been pretty darn bad. And no matter whether you blame Sam Howell Eric Bieniemy, the offensive line, give credit to the opposing defense. All of that is true in different ways. It doesn't matter. You win as a team and you lose as a team. No one individual, no one individual is solely to blame, solely given the credit. We all know it doesn't work that way a lot in the public stratosphere. Yesterday's bloodshedding, yesterday's absolute destruction is not all on Sam Howell, is not all on Eric Bieniemy, and certainly is not all on Andrew Wiley. All of them contributed. All of them contributed. All of them sucked. 
all of them had a terrible day at the office. But so did Sadiq Charles. So did... I I think Sam Cosme, at least one, maybe a second. So did Antonio Gibson. Everyone, as we know, on this offense, maybe shy, maybe shy of Brian Robinson Jr. had a not good enough day. And that includes the beloved wide receivers that everybody wanted to put gold jackets on. That includes Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, who certainly did not make enough of an impact. I mean, you don't need me to tell you that. Maybe they weren't given a chance, which is something we're going to get into and talk about. But Terry McLaurin... Did have six catches on six targets. That's good. But only 41 yards. A less than seven yard per average. A long of 12. Really made no impact. There was one particular play that I think people have talked about. I know Kevin mentioned it. Uh, I liked it. Uh, A designed right sprint rollout by Sam Howell. On, uh, I think it was, I think it was a first Yeah, I think it was, uh, let me see here in my notes. I just wrote it down because I just went back and and watched it again. Yeah, it was first and 10 from right around the Buffalo 35-yard line. But Terry didn't really make a huge impact, right? Hard to say that he did. John Dotson, where are you? Four targets, two catches, 21 yards, along a 15, no impact. Deami Brown, where are you? One target, no catches. We already knew it was going to be tough without Logan Thomas. Cole Turner, seven targets, four catches, 35 yards, a long of 21. I want to say no impact. You make a 21-yard catch. There is an impact there, but it's not like it was a significant impact. And if you watch some of the sacks, certainly, and again, this is what we don't know ever, what the assignment is, it's not like tight ends were really involved in helping in protection. Now, again, is that because they're not supposed to? Because they're not doing it? We don't know. And we'll probably never know. But the tight ends weren't good enough yesterday. The wide receivers weren't good enough yesterday. Antonio Gibson wasn't good enough yesterday. Sam Howell was awful enough yesterday. Way too awful. Can't have that ever again. Eric Bieniemy was awful yesterday. The offensive line was awful yesterday. Andrew Wiley was awful yesterday. Again, Sadiq Charles wasn't very good yesterday. Sam Cosme was spotty yesterday. I didn't see, um, and I'm trying to make my way all through the tape, uh, just not enough turnaround time. Um, I didn't see... Or remember Charles Leno getting beat like a drum? But that doesn't mean that I don't remember something because, you know, I'm busy during the game. I'm doing, you know, CBS Sports updates. So I'm on the phone a lot. Grant's talking. Craig's talking. You know, the the press box announcer is, is, is talking really loud. 
Uh, they're, they're, you know, you watch one replay, they're running the next play. It's impossible to see anything clearly at FedEx. So, you know, I, I could have missed something. I'm still trying to go through it all. But maybe Charles Leno was okay. I, I don't remember anything glaring. If there was something, please send me the video so I can take a look at it. Uh, again, it, it doesn't matter. Quite honestly, it wasn't good enough. The performance, I refuse to say the effort. The performance was absolute poop. Here's how. Poopy it was. According to Pro Football Reference, and I did the research for about 32 years of this, game by game, year by year, painstaking. But I got help from a friend who knows and has access to something at at Pro Football Reference called Stathead. Uh, So I want to give credit to Pro Football Reference, NFL GSIS, my friend who helped and sent this information to me. Because again, I went through 32 years of it, game by game, year by year. Yesterday was the first time, the first time that the Washington Commanders football team Redskins organization allowed 37 or more points, allowed nine or more sacks, and had five or more turnovers. Yesterday, by those metrics and a 37-3 beatdown, by those metrics, which are very, very, very important, they might not be the most important to everyone, but turnovers, sacks allowed, points allowed. Not that it was all on the defense. Certainly the offense heavily contributed to that. 37 points allowed. Nine sacks allowed and five turnovers. And really, there should have been a six turnover because they don't count the turnover on downs where they were stopped on fourth and goal. Because, of course, Sam Howell was destroyed on that play or almost destroyed on that play and was drifting, 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 drifting away to like, I don't know, the Baltic Sea on fourth and goal and woefully came up short. On a horrible pass because he could get nothing on it because, again, he was drifting way away from the line of scrimmage, way away from the throw, way away from the play because he was under pressure immediately. So really, there was a sixth turnover, but that one doesn't count as a turnover or a giveaway. It's a turnover on downs, but it's really the same thing. You don't get any points. You run out of downs. Bam. And what's worse is you were inside the five-yard line, and you could have kicked a field goal and got yourself some points and gotten back into the game. But yesterday takes the cake. According to Pro Football Reference and Stathead, never, ever in the history of the Washington NFL franchise had they allowed 37 or more points, nine or more sacks, Five or more turnovers. Never. Ever. And maybe that doesn't surprise you. I mean, I guess it doesn't 
surprise me because it's really hard. It is really hard to be that damn bad. To be that putrid. To be that awful. To be that overmatched. To be that dreadful. To be that dominated. Whatever adjective and whatever storyline you want to put on it. The only game that came close to what I was looking for and what ultimately Pro Football Reference and my friend confirmed for me. The only game that came close was against New Orleans in 2002. I'm trying to find the exact game in my list here. Uh, I think it was October of 2002. Where the the New Orleans Saints had, I think it was seven sacks, five takeaways, and scored 41 points or whatever it was. I get you the exact number here. I'm just looking at a maze of numbers uh, that I was scrambling down uh, and scribbling down, I should say, uh, last night and uh, yesterday afternoon. I tweeted it, so I should go and find it. Um, Oh, here it is. October 13th, 2002, against New Orleans. They allowed 43 points. New Orleans had seven sacks of the Washington NFL franchise, the Redskins then, and created five turnovers or takeaways. That's the closest I found. I don't know if there was one in the 60s or the 70s that I, that my friend was able to, you know, I, again, I didn't get those results, but I know the results that I was looking for never, ever, 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 ever in the history of Washington NFL football, ever, ever did they have nine plus sacks, five or more turnovers or take, uh, well, turnovers and allowed 37 or more points, as they did yesterday. That triple threat tells you everything you need to know. That is a hat trick you want nothing to do with. So we can sit here and we can analyze what happened on this play and that play and this play and that play. Fine. I'm willing to do that. But there is almost nothing that went right yesterday. Almost nothing. So I'm not going to sit here and waste my time or your time trumpeting the horn of, hey, uh, you know, uh, no, 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 no. It's one really bad loss. It is a horrendous loss. Don't chalk this up to, well, just, you know, tough day at the office. No, 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 no. It's a horrendous loss. It's an embarrassment. It's an annihilation. It's a humiliation. But it is just one loss. The problem is we know the problems that were highlighted yesterday, both turnovers and sacks, are not just one game. We know that they are at the very minimum two games and parts of three games. 
That's the problem. That reality, sacks allowed, whoever's fault, and turnovers, those two things combined, have basically been a part, an overwhelming part of two and a half of the three games so far. And if they don't get that figured out, and I mean figured out in a hurry, they have zero chance. They have zero chance against the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday if they don't get that figured out. And they might have a poor chance against the horrible, disgusting, putrid Chicago Bears on Thursday night football a week and a half from now. But they have no chance this Sunday against the Eagles if they don't get that figured out. And I mean figured out in a hurry. And it's hard to believe that they've got some magic potion. It's hard to believe. Maybe they do. Maybe they're just waiting to go, Aha! Hey, number nerds, I'm going to come after you. Number nerds. All of you number nerds that just want to throw, 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 even though our quarterback and our offensive line and our game plan absolutely suck. Hey, number nerds, you suck. How about doing something that works? How about adopting a philosophy that you don't have Tom Brady or Joe Montana or Peyton Manning or Justin Herbert or Tua Tungavailoa? How about that? Put that in your freaking pipe and smoke it and choke on it while you're at it. Putrid. Disgusting. I've had it. I've had it with you number nerds more than I've had it with Sam Howell and Andrew Wiley and Eric Bieniemy in the offensive line. Shut the bleep up. Wake up. You don't know what you're talking about, number nerds, and you know who you are. Yeah, just keep throwing the rock all over the place. Doesn't matter. Keep seven-step dropping against an offensive line and a quarterback that doesn't have a clue and is worse than deer in headlights. I can't take it. How about doing something that works? How about doing something that makes common sense? How about that? And how about we not crown anybody's ass after two games? All right, now that I've blown my blood pressure out of the water... I didn't think I was going to do that, but I just kept getting angrier and angrier as that first segment went along. I'll, I'll shut up, take a break, and I'll turn it over to you guys. Uh, we got lots to cover. I've got lots of little details and notes and observations and whatnot. We'll work it all in. Sorry for yelling and screaming, but, uh, I mean, enough. Let's do something that works. Let's use common sense. And yet, all these people that have paid millions and millions of dollars, none of them use common sense. Or almost none of them use common sense. Your call's coming straight up. 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines and a rec Ace Law. I hope you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Off and running on a awful 
Motown Monday in the nation's capital and beyond on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as I... Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, good to have you with us. Uh, apologize for losing my cool there a little bit, but sometimes you get fired up in this industry. Sometimes you get fired up when you get a microphone in front of your face and you have all this built-up frustration. Listen, it is just one game. It is just one game. The problem is you cannot just say it's one game and act like these set of problems have not been very, very, very omnipresent For almost two and a half of the three games. And let's be honest, for much of the last six years since Kirk Cousins was here. And I know Kirk Cousins threw all over himself again yesterday with the Vikings. I got it. This is not a, a referendum on Kirk Cousins. This is this organization. No matter who the head coach is, no matter who the play caller is, no matter who the owner is, no matter who the GM is, no matter what day of the week it is, no matter what year, this organization since 2017 has not had a quarterback that could consistently get rid of the football, be mostly accurate, read and process a defense, throw with anticipation, and be proficient offensively on any sort of a consistent basis. One game. One game and a couple of throws here and there does not constitute being consistent. One game. Nor does two games or three games or four games. You have to do it as Kirk Cousins did it for three full years. Whatever you want to say about Kirk Cousins, and you all have said way too much. Did it for three full years. 
as the starting quarterback here, gave them a chance in just about every game. Yesterday, Sam Howell, the right side of the offensive line, and others, Eric Bieniemy, and the Bills' defense, got to give them credit, did not give any sort of an opportunity, any sort of a chance to win a game. And if we're going to sit here, and you've all seen the numbers by now probably, you know, 110 dropbacks, this, that, whatever the numbers are, it's like a 3-to-1 ratio. And that's why I went off, because the more I thought about it, the more angrier I got. The more mind-boggling it is. How and why you would say, hey, there's this philosophy that everybody's adopting. Let's throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it to run. So that Grant and Danny could be happy. And so that Warren Sharp could be happy. Let's throw it and throw it and throw it and throw it and throw it. And then we'll run to salt away a game. Well, as I've been saying for years and years and years, what the hell happens when you can't throw it? When you can't operate? When you can't execute that? It's a blind philosophy and a dumb one to boot. Not everyone is Tom Brady. Not everyone is Justin Herbert. Who loses Mike Williams? Who didn't have Austin Eckler? Who didn't have a great offensive line? And still throws for over 400 yards on the road against a defense that blitzed the snot out of him 80% of the time. Not everyone has that. Not everyone has Tua Tungavailoa. Who, yes, got a lot of help from his running game, but his offense put up 70 points. Again, call me the crazy one. We could sit here and say Sam Howell sucks. Sam Howell is this. Sam Howell had a terrible day at the office. All of that could be, is true, whatever. Eric Bieniemy, the receivers, the offensive line, Andrew Wiley, Antonio Gibson. We could sit here from now until kingdom come doing all that. But guys, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When you buy into a mentality, when you buy into a philosophy that you simply cannot operate, that you simply cannot execute, and you keep ramming your head into the wall, and you keep doing it over and 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 over again through the first three games of a season, it's only three games. But it is a really, really, really infuriating mentality. I'm sorry, it is. 301-230-0980, quick trending alert, and then we will get right to your calls. I promise we're coming right at you, right here on the team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. We'll get you a trending alert right here, right now on a Monday in the nation's capital and beyond.
All right, Jay Gruden will join us to break it all down next hour. Ron Rivera from Ashburn at 3. That ought to be interesting. Two Monday night games once again this week. And tonight, one of them is here on the Team 980, beginning at 7.30 with the pregame coverage. It's a rematch of the Super Bowl from two years ago. The ON2 Bengals, who may or may not have Joe Burrow. He's pushing to play. He had a morning workout. Things are looking like uh, he will play, but not definitive yet, against Sean McVay and the Rams who are 1-1. One and one. That game and coverage, 7.30 earlier. It's the Philadelphia Eagles who are the next opponent for the Washington Commanders this Sunday in Philly visiting the 2-0 Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Meanwhile, uh, the uh, Derek Carr uh, was banged up yesterday in a one-point loss uh, to the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Uh, His status moving forward is unknown. That could mean Jameis Winston could take on his former team in the Bucs next Sunday. And how about this? The Pittsburgh Steelers team plane had to land in Kansas City. No, not to see Tay-Tay and Mr. Kelsey. Nope, because they had oil issues, oil pressure issues with one of the engines as first reported by Jason Bishop on the Junkies here on the Team 980 and 106.7 The Fan. And as a result... Both Jason and I talked to Steelers special teams coordinator Danny Smith, uh, who explained that everybody was safe, oil engine issues, team was waiting for a plane, and they are now back on their way to Pittsburgh, finally, after beating the Oakland Raider, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, I should say, last night. And that's what's trending. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
All right, we're going right out to you on the Ace Law listener lines, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. If you're in a wreck, Ace Law, I hope you get a check. Call them at 8888-ACE-LAW. Tell my guy, Eric, the rooster, the team 980 sent you. Let's get out to you and break it all down. Uh, again, I, I've, <laughs> I got all detailed notes on all the interceptions, on a bunch of the sacks, on a bunch of other things. We'll weave them all in. Jay Gruden coming up. Ron Rivera, you'll hear from him after 3 o'clock from Ashburn. Uh, and it was ugly in every way. So let's get out to you and say hello to Steve in the leadoff spot. What's up, Steve? How are you? Hey, Chris. How are you doing? What's up, um, Steve? Let me just say this. <laughs> I was at the game yesterday. And I thought I was like in Buffalo. Fans are cool, but it was just kind of hard to digest. But let's get to the game. Um, I'm going to go with the defense first. You know, this narrative about uh, the defense being our defense, being a dominant defense, our defense being a top 10 defense, I think is a bunch of BS, not just because of yesterday, but there's a pattern. The pattern is they cannot contain or control a mobile quarterback. They cannot stop the run, and they don't get pressure. That's not even talk about sacks, pressure. I don't know what in the world Montez Sweat and Chase Young were doing yesterday. They were dancing with the they – they just got beat. They're not winning individual battles. And on the offensive side of the ball, what I saw is, yeah, you're going to have growing pains with Sam Howe, but I think they could have changed – they need to run the ball 25, 30 times a game. And they need to do more, if it's truly West Coast, more quick slants, more screens, something. And offensive line, they need to make some changes at this point. But this is what you're going to get with a rookie. He's playing like a rookie in Sam Howe. But the defense has to do way better, way better. That's all I got to say. Yeah, no, I appreciate the phone call, Steve. Good to hear from you. Uh, and a good, strong call uh, to, to get us going. Here's one thing I'll say. Like, it's hard to kill the defense for yesterday with the exception of some things. Third down defense, bad. Third and longs, early. Uh, they gave up 37 points, but a lot of that was short field turnover, driven, sack-driven, what have you. I- I'll give them a little bit of a break. The first touchdown for Buffalo, cover two, Defoe played it terribly, got sucked in on the route. Great route by uh, Gabe Davis. Excellent throw by Josh Allen after a big punt return, and they even caught a break because Buffalo took a 10-yard holding penalty. Otherwise, they would have been 10 yards closer. Bing, bang, boom. I mean, I I can't totally kill the defense yesterday, but they did not do it. To Steve's point, they did not do a good enough job pass rush. There was no consistent heat or pressure, and when they were, they were out of position, and they were running all over the place, and they knew – What had to happen was they had to hem Josh Allen in, and Josh Allen ran wherever he wanted. Through them, over them, at them, around them, whenever and however he wanted. Very little sustained pressure, no sacks. They had one taken away because of a penalty that Ron shows, so technically they had one, but, you know, Doesn't count officially, just like the turnover on downs for the commanders doesn't count as a turnover. Otherwise, it would have been six turnovers. You get my point. Wasn't good enough. All right, let's get to uh, Chris in Maryland. uh, Chris, how are you? Hey, I'm pretty good. How are you, man? Good, Chris. What's going on? Hey, I'm going to tell you like this, be optimistic a little bit. You know it's a lot of bad quarterback play in the NFL this year. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To me, I think it's probably about 
I want to say 60 to 70 percent of the teams got bad quarterback play. But the difference is you got to have, like to me, I think is you got to make in-game adjustments. You got to play to your quarterback strength. And I don't think the enemy is doing that right now. Um, I, I watch a lot of like good offensive coordinators, for example. Let's watch San Francisco. You know what they do a lot to protect their quarterback? They do a lot of uh, extra tight ends, uh, doing a seven-man offensive line well, stud to let routes develop. Also, I mean, don't for, don't forget about a, don't forget about a Pro Bowl fullback that they've invested in and kept and paid on top of what Absolutely. you're uh, on top of what you're saying. Yes. But basically, I'm just saying you got to simplify the game. You got to be. You got to make in-game adjustments. Like, like you haven't had a good offensive coordinator here in a long time to make good in-game adjustments. The good coaches make in-game adjustments. Adapt what the defense is doing. Well, don't get too mad because Buffalo, their strength for their defense is the the secondary. Um, and they have an excellent secondary, and I think that uh, hopefully. Hopefully Philly win tonight, so you can bounce back next week. Because if Philly lose and you coming off Philly coming off an L, Philadelphia's uh, going to be angry. Yes. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying, it's a lot of bad quarterback play. Uh, don't beat yourself up because it's this season right here. You're going to play against a lot of teams that got bad quarterbacks. You're going to have Philly twice. You see what happened to Dallas last night. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's just like, what do you expect out of this team this year? So, uh, so don't no need to get your blood pressure too high. No, you know, I understand. Uh, hopefully, yeah, just hopefully the defense can play a little better. Hopefully, you can simplify the game and you know make the quarterback. You got to build confidence in your quarterback first. You can't just keep on having them throwing the ball after your interceptions. You gotta. I would have pulled the quarterback yesterday. How about you? Like, uh, no, you know, pulled. it's an interesting question because I was thinking about that in my mind as I was watching it live, and I, I, I'll let you run because there's some noise in the background, but it's a really good call. Uh, so thank you. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. I think the worst thing they could have done, would have done, would be to pull Sam Howell other than if you explained it as, listen, we didn't want him to take any more shots. We didn't want him to take any more punishment, which is the way they would have explained it. But the worst thing to do is to set up that narrative that all of a sudden in one bad game, one really bad game, we didn't care about, or we don't think Sam Howell's the guy. And here's Jacoby's turn. And let's see what he can do. You can't be that wishy-washy in this league. You can't be that flip the switch in this league. I know it's a competitive league and there's a lot of egos and there's a lot of work that goes into it. But I don't think you can do it that quick. Even though Sam has had two out of the three games have been poor. Well, let's put it this way. The Arizona game, poor might be a stretch because they won. But Sam was not good in that game. Poor might be a stretch. I mean, yesterday he was dreadful in every measurable way. Yet, there were some good throws. The one to Samuel up the sideline, the one to um, uh, Cole Turner, which was thrown behind him, by the way. But for 20, the sprint rollout to McLaurin that we were mentioning. I mean, there were some good throws. A few, three, four, five. The big run that he had where he's bouncing, twisting off of people. There were four or five things that make you go, Sam Howell can be that guy if they can fix all these problems. The problem is there's a lot of problems to fix. Again, one bad game, one bad day does not make a season, does not ruin a season. And it does not hand down an indictment on Sam Howell, Eric Bieniemy, Andrew Wiley, the offensive line, what have you. 
One bad game does not. The problem is, it's not just one bad day. It's not just one bad game. It, it, it's two weeks ago against Arizona. It's the first part of the first half against Denver. And it's all day yesterday. You can't have it. You have no chance to win if you continue to self-destruct with turnovers, sacks allowed, and a mentality that makes zero, zero sense, zero sense, no matter what the number knuckleheads want to tell you. It doesn't work for this unit. It doesn't work here. It might work in Kansas City. It might work when Tom Brady's your quarterback. It might work when Justin Herbert's your quarterback. Stop thinking everybody is Justin Herbert, because they're not. Stop thinking everybody is Peyton Man uh, is Tom Brady, because they're not, and they never will be. Stop. Take a quick time out. More of your calls. I see Brian G from the shop lap. Uh, and more coming up, 301-230-0980, Jay Gruden next hour as well on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, it is a Motown Misery Monday in the nation's capital. Right back to your calls in just a sec. The first two sacks came on back-to-back plays. There were two sequences of back-to-back sacks on back-to-back plays. Hang with me if you're, you know, if you understand what I'm saying. First series, they were moving the football right down the field. They were more than matriculating it right down the field. Nice balance of pass and run. Sam looked sharp. Offensive line was holding up. Bing, bang, boom. And then on the first sack, Sam held on way too long. I haven't clocked it. I just know it because I watched it live, and I've watched it on replay way too long. I don't know what was open, what was not. I can't tell that just yet. Way too long. And the second one on the next play was just a one-yard loss by Terrell Bernard, uh, and I think that was, if memory serves me correct, a linebacker blitz, and Sam basically tried to step up, if I'm remembering it right, and ran right into it. Uh, I'll go back and double-check that one when I get a chance. But, I mean, I've, you know, I got all these notes that I want to share with you guys, but, you know, I want to let you guys also have some time to get your frustrations off your chest. So let's go right back to it. Let's go to Brian in Alexandria next up on the Team 980. What up, Brian? How are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you? Doing good, Brian. Thanks for the buzz. Hey, Chris, before my question, I got to disagree with that last caller, man. There's no way you cheer for the Eagles to win tonight just so their motivation <laughs> is where we want it to be next week. Playoff standings are based point. on wins and losses, no, that's not a fair motivation. Point. If, no, if that's a fair one point. across the board, I'll take it. You're but right. anyway, Chris, I got a theory, man, and I want to ask you your thoughts on yes, it. Sir. So I'm a B-enemy guy, mm-hmm. B-enemy proponent, want to see him do well, still have hopes that he will. But Same here. Through these first, through these first three games – I get the feeling that he's coaching and calling plays as a guy who feels like he's trying to prove himself to the rest of the NFL and and kind of show why he should have been hired and he's kind of like a a great creator and 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 curator of a passing game as opposed to a coach who's looking at what he has in his personnel and calling it as to what is best for the team and I can't even blame him if that's his thought process, and I do acknowledge that it could be a reach, but it's just the feel that I get, especially when I look at, I mean, there are plenty of examples, but when I even look at the sequence that you just uh, went over when we got back from the break, we got into field goal range early. And though you want to score touchdowns, and you know you need touchdowns to beat the Bills, a field goal in that moment is a good answer to a Bills team who has a Josh Allen. After the first sack, and definitely after the second one, call a play that doesn't make your field goal position much worse. Call some plays that guarantees you stay in field goal range. You don't have Patrick Mahomes. You don't have an elite offense. So I just feel like he's calling plays as if he's trying to prove something. I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Thank you. I think it's a really, really, really astute point. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate the phone call. I, I there's got to be some part of his pride, some part of his humanity, some part of his motivation, frustration, whatever it is, with not being able to get a head coaching job. I'll show you guys what you've been missing out. I'll tell you, I'll show you that I am a modern offensive play caller, even though I have a running back and a running and a hard-nosed physical mentality. I'll show you. I think there's some merit. Uh, your mic, yeah. Wrong mic. Wrong mic always. Wrong mic. Yep. Uh, I think that there's some merit to that kind of thought process that Eric might be coaching a little bit to kind of show his worth and his value in this league. 
However, I think that more so some of the play calls and some of the action was more in the vein of an offensive coordinator that thought that his team could do better than they actually could Mm -hmm. and was putting them in schemes and positions that it's like, oh, based off of your previous performance, this should be fine without realizing that you need to scale to your opponents. And so for me, some of those plays and some of those throws and stuff that were just like, why are we doing this? It seemed more of a, oh, I think we're higher. We can do this higher caliber football. We couldn't. We saw we couldn't. I think, to your point, maybe they, instead of getting, like, making moderate improvement, I think they made a big jump in Denver from week one and maybe fell a little bit in love with, again, the idea of we can attack however we oh, yeah. want to. We have the we have right. the running backs. We have the wide receivers. We can dash and gash. And Whereas if they would have moderately improved or minimally improved Came in, Denver, in with a little bit more of a we need to be defensive, we exactly. need to focus on all of that, then exactly. it might have been different. But, yeah. Exactly. But I think it's a good call. Uh, you know, from the caller, that you know, that that I, I, there's got to be. Whether, I mean, he would never admit it. Nobody would ever admit it. But there's got to be. Uh, it's it's one thing I wanted to ask Jay, so let me remind me if we can. You know, just because, you know, coaches have pride. They have egos. They're stubborn, too. They want to prove to the world. And I know Jay at times coached that way or operated that way. Uh, let's get to Lap. What up, Lap? Hey, what's up, man? How are you, um, pal? Just bad, just bad performance, man. I don't know what they doing. I think Ron need to get five right now and let Eric Manning be, be the head coach the rest of the season. Um, it was no sense of urgency, man. And it just looked like they quit on us, man. They really did. And and I, I don't know, like, offense and defense, just everybody. I think we play best when we competing on both sides of the ball and playing as a team. And I told you before I wanted to get this win, you know, to be putting us in a good position, but we have to beat the Philly game, man. We have to win and change the narrative. And um, hopefully Sam Howe can get better, man, because uh, he holding that ball too long, man. He got to wake up. So we'll see, man. I'll listen back and um, listen to the rest of the callers, man. Keep up the good work. Appreciate you, Lap, as always. I, I mean, up, I, mean so, I yeah, I, yeah. I wish it was a victory Monday, and I wish we had more positive news to say, but we don't. Uh, let's get to, uh, let's see here. I think Mark in Northeast is next up on the Team 980. What up, Mark? How are you? Hey, how are you doing? Thanks All right, Mark. for taking my call. Yeah, thanks for making it. Hey, I don't have a lot, I don't, I don't have a lot of criticism because of what I expected. I didn't expect a lot. Um, been watching football long enough to know that, hey, I need a, a really good offensive line. The history of this team, going back to the Hogs, you had a dominant offensive line. We spent a lot of first-round picks for defensive line. We didn't do a lot for the offensive line. So you keep changing quarterbacks, you keep changing quarterbacks, and you're not building that offensive line. So this year you got this young guy coming in, and so I'm, I'm just sitting back to see, you know, now that we have a new owner, we've got a new offensive coordinator, are we going to grow? Are we going to make improvements? So I don't have a lot of expectations for that. I'm just sit back and enjoying the game, and hopefully we grow and God does develop. So kind of, kind of like this year, I got to take it easy because I got to give Harris and his team a time 
time to come back in and rebuild some of the things we need to be built. I do have criticism for the defensive line, though. Uh, that I, I don't see them dominating when the time comes for them to step up. So I'm yeah. a little bit disappointed there. Thank I, you. I don't I don't blame you. No, thanks for the call. Thank you, Mark. Uh, I, I don't blame you on that. Uh, listen, they had one sack, and uh, uh, I, I should say, again, the one sack they had was taken away. So they had no sacks. They had, like, very little pressure. I, I got to get all the numbers. Uh, but they had very little pressure, sustained pressure. There was a couple of moments where Deron Payne, you kind of felt his will. There was one or two moments where Chase Young stood out. Montez had the one sack that was taken away. There was a moment or two from each of those guys. But there was nothing sustained. There was nothing overwhelming. There was nothing that made you go, oh, wow. When we need it the most, those guys are there. Now, the first two games of the year, there were those moments. Not yesterday. The one positive thing I will say about the defense is it was 16 nothing uh 16 nothing at the half and at the end of 3 right because the onslaught to make it 23 nothing didn't actually happen until the early fourth quarter and that was just again field position turnovers uh there was the uh, uh Antonio Gibson fumble which led to the Josh Allen touchdown run and then the Epinesa interception pick 6 uh, and then I think the Latavius Murray uh, touchdown uh, was off of another interception, I believe. So, you know, again, I'm not going to kill the defense for what happened in the fourth quarter. But they were bad on third down, bad on third long. They didn't get enough sustained pass rush. They did a pretty good job on the run. They did a pretty good job early downs. They did not do a smart or good job containing, containing controlling Josh Allen. Uh there were several individual really nice plays and pass breakups. Percy Butler, Benjamin St. Juice, Kendall Fuller had the interception. I got it all. Jamin Davis. But then just as many nice things, there were really bad things. I mean, I watched one rep with Benjamin St. Juice, and he was just flip-flopping all over the place against Stefan Diggs. You know, you don't want to flip-flop and be all, uh, like, crazy against Stefan Diggs because he torched him, and it wasn't that hard. I probably could have done a better job in coverage on that particular snap. All right, 158, timeout, top of the hour. More of your calls coming up. Jay Gruden as well. Ron Rivera an hour or so away as well from Ashburn. Right here, Russell on the radio on a Monday on the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. 
And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.